If you're a subscriber and you always listen the day the show comes out, then I get to say happy 4th of July to you. If you have saved this episode for another day, well, then whatever day it is, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you find this episode interesting, helpful, and useful, especially if you have been looking for something to watch. As you know, you can check out my show notes where I've listed the things I'm going to suggest in this episode. But... I don't think you should just like go off of that list and start watching the shows because some of these shows, after you hear my description of it, you're going to be like, I'm not going to like that. And then other shows, you're going to look at the title and maybe you wouldn't be interested in watching it until you hear me describe what's in it. Sorry, phone going off. And then after you hear my opinion of the show, you might be like, ooh, that sounds interesting. Okay, I'm going to expand my mind and we're going to watch that. By the way, I thought I should mention, if you love The Shaleen Show, if you just love listening to especially the Friday episodes where I do kind of a life for update, I talk more on a personal basis. It's almost like a diary. I think you'd really love the Patreon. We've got two different tiers, two different levels. One is just primarily me. And the second tier, which is called The Vault, is myself and Brett. I like to call it Brett Unfiltered. Full transparency, there's no personal development, there's no life advice, it's just me talking. It's like a personal diary. It's my real opinion. It's some things that might offend some people. It's just a lot of personal stories, sometimes stories that I don't feel comfortable maybe sharing on the podcast, and I think it's going to be more interesting to people who are are lifers or just find this stuff fascinating, interesting. It's definitely more personal. It's also where you want to go if you don't like listening to the podcast because of ads. Ads are how we make the show possible. But if you want to skip the ads, when you become a Patreon member, you get every single episode ad-free, plus all of the bonus episodes, plus every back Patreon episode that I've done since we launched. It's a boatload of entertainment for as little as $5 a month. I would love to invite you to join this community, and it's a really tight-knit community. I love it. I love reading your comments inside Patreon. Again, it's not for everybody, but if it sounds like that's up your alley, I invite you to check it out by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. And that link is also at the top of our show notes, as well as a list of the shows that I will be sharing with you in this episode. All right, let's do it. I always hesitate. Should I start with the very best one or save the very best one for last? And because I know based on looking at stats, not everyone listens all the way to the end of the podcast. I'm going to actually start with the, and what is in my opinion, an absolute must watch. It's called The Deep End. And if you, like me, are fascinated by cults, people who fall prey to these crazy charismatic leaders who are so narcissistic and you're just like, I don't understand. How do people fall for someone who seems so obviously just demented and power hungry and narcissistic? If that fascinates you, like it fascinates me. I mean, not just these cult type leaders, but just some of these self-help gurus, the way people fall for them, it just blows my freaking mind. I don't get it. But this one takes the cake. Her name is Teal Swan. And I ran across her YouTube videos, oh, probably like four or five years ago, just in preparation for one of my podcasts. And I remember watching these YouTube videos and going, who is she? Like, why is she so mesmerizing? Why do I feel like I'm in a trance when I'm listening to her speak? 
there's something eerie about her that I can't even put my finger on. But before you watch this docuseries, I want you to just go to YouTube first and just type in Teal Swan and just watch a couple of her videos. It's weird. She like puts a spell on you when you're watching these videos. There's something very strange there. I don't know what it is, but I remember watching those videos and going like, and thinking to myself, what is this? Who is this? What is she talking about? And just finding it very peculiar. So a little backstory behind the docuseries. So she, her niche market, if you will, are people who are very wounded, very hurt and suicidal, like really at their wits end. They've tried everything else and they just don't want to live anymore. So that's kind of who she attracts. That's her niche, if you will, because that's who she once was apparently. And in her teaching to, I think it's like 1.5 million followers or whatever, a couple of those people have committed suicide. Now, some might say, well, that's just the law of averages. You know, if you've got that many people following you, there's a certain percentage of people, just generally speaking, who are suicidal. Maybe those numbers line up with just statistically speaking, having 1.5 million followers. The media, however, positioned it a little differently and took the position that Teal Swan actually, her practices encourage people to commit suicide. So definitely a show you want to avoid if suicide or talk of suicide is a trigger for you. But the story behind the documentary getting filmed is that, you know, she had these accusations lodged against her, as well as the accusation that she's a cult leader. And this woman is so brazen. She's like, I'm just the most enlightened human on the planet. That's all. So I want to invite my own documentary crew film to come in and film me. And I think they followed her for probably like a year or so so that they can see for themselves who I am and what I am. And let's just say I don't think that the the film probably turned out quite the way she wanted it to. That's my assumption anyways. But I do have to say, this documentary is done so well. Like the filming, the cinematography, the angles, it's so well done. It's addictive. It's fascinating. It's going to blow your mind to see how fascinating all the characters are who are in her community, her sexuality, her mystique, her drama, her confidence. It's just, it's really quite fascinating. And I love watching shows like this because, again, I'm, I'm just fascinated by the fact that humans are always looking to someone else to be whole. The end of this docuseries will send chills down your spine. It's on Hulu. It's a must watch. And staying in that same theme is a new one on Netflix called Keep Sweet. It's actually called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And it's also a four-part series. It is about the rise and fall of Warren Jeffs, who is the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints and his criminal cases. It's really a messed up situation. And obviously, trigger warning with this because there's so much, in my opinion, child abuse. But the documentary, the series, is really well made. It is truly unbelievable, literally and figuratively, because you realize that people who are born into this, yeah, I'm going to call it a cult, are basically living a nightmare, but it's also... In their mind, they believe it's a fairy tale because that's all that they know. And the show just really follows how 
sick and demented this one man was and you see the inner workings of the people around him and it, it just it'll make you nauseous to think how innocent these young girls were and how this man used religion to shroud abuse and a spoiler alert he is still their prophet even from inside prison so it's definitely not one that's probably appropriate for the whole family it is definitely sad it's definitely triggering especially if you've experienced any type of abuse or sexual abuse in your family keep that in mind but it is fascinating it is fascinating to see how these things can just take hold in communities and one person can convince intelligent moral upstanding caring individuals to do things that literally make no sense and place their own daughters in harm's way it's pretty pathetic that one was on netflix so today's episode of the shaleen show is sponsored by our friends at trophy skin and i just want to tell you about the two different products i'm going to tell you the difference between the two of them how you can use them how they've helped me and aside from these products they've got incredible tools literally tools that you can use at home the things that you normally would have to go to a like a skincare spa to have these treatments done, like microdermabrasion, et cetera. And I always thought about that. Like when I would go to these spas, I'm like, why can't I just buy one of these machines? Except that they were so crazy expensive until now. Trophy Skin has solved that problem and they've made those spa grade tools, but super affordable, super safe and easy to use at home. Okay, so two tools I've been using. The first is called the Rejuvalite. So you just plug this sucker in and you just sit in front of it for five minutes on whatever area you want to reduce either fine lines and wrinkles or even the appearance of scarring. So for me, basically when I'm getting ready in the morning, I just plug it in and I point it at my scars and I just stand in front of it while I'm like doing my makeup or whatever. But you can also use it on your skin, like on your face. So wherever you're sitting, just doing nothing for five minutes, you just plug this thing in. Like if you're reading a devotional or listening to a podcast or talking on the phone or doing whatever, literally five minutes in front of this red light therapy, and you will begin over time to see a difference in fine lines and wrinkles. Okay, but the other tool that I'm kind of obsessed with, you know, because with the red light therapy, it's amazing, but you know, you have to do it for a period of time before you see results. But if you want to see like immediate, instant results, check out their Ultra Derm MD. Okay, so it's this machine that is like three spa treatments in one. It's got this wand that you basically give yourself microdermabrasion. And I'm not kidding you, when you're done, you're going to feel like you have brand new skin. You know, sometimes when you get in front of a 10x mirror and you're like, what is going on? I didn't know I had all these dry spots and plugged pores and, you know, just like, I don't know. I look at my skin sometimes. I'm like, I want to take sandpaper to it, but that's not safe. So I just pull out my Ultra Derm MD. You can do it while you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, whatever. I mean, lotions and potions are great for your skin, but it's so cool to have these tools. And again, they're super affordable, made even more so when you use code LIFER at checkout. So you just go to trophyskin.com. And they're going to give you 15% off of all of your products when you check out. Again, it's trophyskin.com. Use code LIFER for 15% off. You're probably not surprised. I've got a few of these documentaries that I'm going to recommend in series that they're pretty dark because I really personally, I love the dark 
documentaries. I've got some light ones in here too. I've got some sports ones. So just hang tight with me. But let me tell you a little bit about one called Rewind. This one's on Hulu. This one was done really, really well. It's won like every film award, every, you know, like indie film critic award you can think of. And it's just done so well. It's not graphic. And the way this filmmaker created this documentary is by digging through this huge collection of his father's home videos. Now, I know what you're thinking, like, oh my gosh, sex abuse, home videos. No, it's not what you think. It's not that. But his father videotaped like every single moment of his life. And as with most child sex abuse victims, they know they're abusers. So he's able to identify, I'm not going to give you any spoiler alerts, but he's able to identify and see his abuser, abusers, in the footage. And he's able to then reconstruct what happened to him in his childhood. And it's actually a very inspirational story because he exposes just generations of abuse as a young man, he does this, like, I think he was aged maybe like 11 or 12. And when he just brings down some of the most powerful people, it is such a cool story. And you know, like sometimes you watch a story like this and you're just like so sad the entire time, or it's just so disturbing that you're like, I can't sleep tonight, or why are we watching this? This is different. It's got a different feel. It's really interesting that, you know, you, you see the parents, you see the parents in the old footage. You see the parents coming to grips with what happened to him. The reason why I think this is a redeeming show to watch and valuable for parents is because you're actually seeing videotaped footage of the changes this young man experiences because he's this happy, go lucky, adorable, sweet kid. And then suddenly there's a shift in his personality and you can see him become angry and agitated and unruly and his grades drop and just his personality takes a 180 turn and you see him turning to food and you just, as a parent, I see things that I would look for as warning signs that something's going on with my child. I I need to figure out what's going on. And the mother actually did. The mother knew something wasn't right. Actually, the mother and the father both did. They're like, something's going on with our son. He's having all these behavioral problems and it just didn't make sense. And so it's a really fascinating documentary. It's so well done. And in the end, it's a story about courage. Rewind on Hulu. This next one is also on Netflix. You probably have seen this one. I mean, everyone's talking about it. It's called Our Father. This is a story of a woman who took an at-home DNA test to discover that she wasn't just one sibling, that she had seven half-siblings. And then she soon discovered that she had dozens more half-siblings in the same town because her mother's fertility doctor had, without her mother's consent, inseminated her mother with his own semen as opposed to whom she thought was her father. Now, I know you've heard this case before because I've had guests on my show who are also victims of a fertility doctor who did the exact same thing. And yes, this is legal in many states. Even today, it is legal. 
Isn't that crazy? But this is one of the most prolific cases in America. I'm not going to spoil the whole documentary for you, but I think it was really well done. I mean, if I had one critique of this documentary, it might be that they didn't make the doctor come across as evil as I believe he really is. And, you know, who knows? Maybe that's a whole defamation thing. Because, again, at the time, he really wasn't breaking any laws. But there's a twist. There's a twist in this documentary that's going to make you, like, applauding and going, yay, because at certain points you're going to be like, what? What is going on? What planet are we on? And then you're going to feel a little redeemed, not completely, but a little better in the end. The sad thing is this is not the only doctor who's done this. There's so many others. And with everything that's going on right now in the United States with regard to women's reproductive rights, (laughs) I think we need a collective wake-up call about the rights we have to our bodies. So definitely watch that one. Okay, so let me go to one that's a lot lighter, and that is Halftime, the documentary on Netflix about Jennifer Lopez. Okay. This one's very light, very, very light. It's kind of like a, gosh, how would I describe this? Well, I was telling one of my girlfriends, I'm like, if you think Jennifer Lopez is just pure perfection, like the coolest person on the planet, just beautiful and vivacious and down to earth, and you want to be your best friend, and you just think she's flawless, well, this documentary will confirm all of those feelings. You know, it's kind of a lot of behind the scenes It's her reflecting on her coming up in the industry, how she was treated, how she was treated as a minority, how she was treated as a woman. There are parts that will make you like really proud of her. You'll see like how freaking hardworking and dedicated she is. I think you'll see what a great mom she is, appears to be. I don't know. I say appears to be because obviously she didn't invite people in to give an unbiased view of who she is. I think she probably commissioned the documentary. So, you know, if I'm going to commission a documentary about me, I want it to be very flattering. And this is so flattering. I mean, it's it's so flattering that at a certain point I'm like, okay, do I really want to keep watching this and just feel like worse about myself? Like her abs are sick. Her skin is insane. Her body is from another planet. Like she's just so perfect that you're like, guy, can they just tell she has bad breath or something? So I don't feel so bad about myself. Like, but it is really, it is fun to watch. It's beautiful to watch. And even if you only watch like half of it, you won't be wondering what happens in the end. So if you just need something to cleanse the palate, something very light, something that's entertaining and pretty to look at, then halftime on Netflix. How about one for the fellas? Maybe the ladies too. All right, so this one is called Man in the Arena. It is a docuseries on Hulu following Tom Brady. It's 10 episodes. Long story short, if you are a fan of Tom Brady or NFL football or just people who really devote to their sport, then you're going to love this, right? This will make you like him even more. I think it's an in-depth look at, it's like almost like a study of successful people. For someone to be as successful as he is and be in the public eye and to just, to think about how he balances his profession, his family, his health, the type of career that he's in, like all of that's pretty interesting to me, but it really does dive into how much he had to, has to, I should say, focus on 
becoming a guru when it comes to injury prevention and recovery and health. And so for that reason, I found it really fascinating how he took his, not just like his skill, but keeping himself healthy was his primary focus, is his primary focus. And so it's pretty interesting in that regard. There are parts that are kind of cheesy. Some of the quotes are kind of cheesy. If you can't stand Tom Brady, well, then you're not going to want to watch this documentary. But if you find Tom Brady a little bit interesting, if you find people who are that devoted to their craft, to being successful, interesting, then you're, you're going to find this interesting. And this is definitely a show you can watch with the family. Ten episodes. They're about an hour each. And that is also on Hulu. And then we get dark again. This one's called Leave No Trace. This is on Hulu. And it is an exploration of the Boy Scouts of America and how they reached, are you ready, a $2.7 billion agreement, payout, if you will, to the survivors of sex abuse. Okay, so obviously major, major trigger warnings for this one. This one was heartbreaking. One of the statistics that they mentioned in the show was that the age the average man comes to grips and I don't know what they meant by comes to growth, like maybe publicly speaks up with or acknowledges sexual abuse is age 52. That broke my heart. And I really hope that changes. I hope that we can remove the taboo and the stereotype and the shame that victims often feel around childhood sexual abuse, because it certainly is and was and continues to be far more prevalent than what I think we realize I guess it's one of the reasons why I encourage you to watch these kind of documentaries because it just sheds a light on how perpetrators cover these things up, how they don't just groom their victims, they groom the parents, they groom the communities. It's just, it's so much more pervasive than what we realize. And it's not just teaching our children to speak up. It's not just teaching parents to look for signs. It's all of us collectively recognizing when we're being groomed. I mean, this is a societal problem. The Boy Scouts of America filed for bankruptcy in 2020. At that time, there were 82,000 sexual abuse victims who had come forward. And the documentary takes an in-depth look at the lifespan of the organization. You'll be furious at certain parts. Some parts are really sad, like, Seeing these grown men, you know, in their 60s and 70s, recalling these acts and knowing that they lived with shame that wasn't theirs to carry for so many years, that part is really heartbreaking. You know, it's also interesting the way that they help you understand how so many of the victims were very sad that they have to have these feelings about the organization because they learned so much from the organization and that the Boy Scouts' mission aside from the fact that they were, you know, were attracting pedophiles to work with young boys. But aside from that, like there were so many positive things that came from it and they learned so many good things and there were great Boy Scout leaders. But unfortunately, if you were a pedophile, they would slap you on the wrist, they would hide it, and they would just transfer you to another troop. That is Leave No Trace on Hulu. Okay, you know I am a music lover. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. I've always been a fan of Cheryl Crow. You've got to watch her documentary on Showtime. Unlike the Jennifer Lopez documentary or even the Tom Brady documentary, the Cheryl documentary, I mean, it's 
good. It is intimate and it's raw and it really helps you understand or I felt like it gave you an in-depth understanding of how difficult fame I mean, fame is a trauma. I've said that many times before. You don't get that impression when you watch Jennifer Lopez. And this is just kind of my assessment. I think there are those people who want to be famous and they have some talent and they do everything they need to to kind of develop their talent. But they're not like out of this world talented. They're just talented, but they're meant to be famous. I think J-Lo is one of those people. I think Sheryl Crow is one of those people that is born with this incredible gift and probably didn't ever want to be famous, but understood that she was given this gift and she wanted to share it with the world and that that meant she would have to deal with fame. And those two types of personalities experience fame in very different ways. You get this, and this is just my take on it, you get the sense after watching the Cheryl documentary that fame was a real and is a real price to pay for her. And it becomes a trauma. And it's a trauma that she's kind of like willing to deal with it because she knows that her purpose on this planet is her gift. So the show, the documentary navigates her career, how she had to battle sexism, her own depression, cancer, and the price or the toll that fame took on her. You know, I I didn't know that she was a mother. Spoiler alert. It's just a portrait of someone who is a convicted artist. I mean, she is so convicted to her craft. If you love music, if you like her music just even a little bit, you will love it after you watch this and you you will find yourself singing along and, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I forgot that was her song. You'll just be like, oh gosh, these are all such great songs. You'll be singing along and you'll just realize how long she has been in the public eye, how huge she was at a certain point. And remember when she was with Lance Armstrong, will they dig into that a little bit? That's super fascinating. And much like Jennifer Lopez, Cheryl Crow is just an iconic beauty, but it's different. Like you don't feel like she's probably done any nips and tucks. It's just very natural and gorgeous, but which is surprising to me because I feel like, gosh, if you're on the road that much and live that kind of a hard life, it, it would take a toll on you. But she looks unbelievable. Like I kept Googling her age because I was like, I cannot believe how good she looks, like amazing. So even if you're not a Cheryl Crow fan, if you're a fan of music, definitely watch this one. That's Cheryl on Showtime. Okay, this next one's a little bit more highbrow, but also in the area of music. It's called The Conductor. This one is so good. I loved it. And this is one you could definitely watch with the whole family, especially if you have girls. It's on Prime, Amazon Prime. And it's this fascinating story about the first woman to ever serve as the director of the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. As the director, like she's the conductor. And you just... I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that that was primarily something only men did. This is for sure. This documentary for sure goes in the category of like women's empowerment. It's so exciting. And the way she talks about her journey and how appreciative she is and honored and grounded and how she, you just see how she pours into all these other up-and-coming conductors and how she wants to help other women become conductors, but not just other women, just anyone who's been an underdog or maybe came from a community or a background where, you know, 
you don't look the part of a typical conductor. It's just very refreshing. It's neat to see a groundbreaking story about a woman in an industry that's traditionally very male. She's very, very funny. She's charismatic. She's super duper likable. Like you want her to be your professor or your aunt and her commitment to lifting others up is just so inspirational. So I loved it. It's a very much a feel good documentary. Again, that was Conductor on Prime. Also in the category of female empowerment is a documentary called Ahead of the Curve, C-U-R-V-E, because I know sometimes people say Ahead of the Curb. No, it's Ahead of the Curve, and this one is you can find on Apple or you can find it on Amazon Prime. This one was so good, and I just watched it by accident. I hadn't heard anyone recommend it, but it is, it's the story of this woman who started the very first lesbian magazine in the 90s. And the way this is done is so interesting because, you know, you go all the way back into the 90s. So for me, like a lot of it was just seeing the old footage from the 90s and the styles and what was happening then and thinking about how, you know, just talking about LGBTQ plus, there wasn't even a plus back then. It was just LGBTQ and gay rights. Like that was, that was so revolutionary or it felt so, you know, groundbreaking at the time. And she, at the time, there there were no magazines specifically for lesbian women. So she created this magazine, which the name of it now is Curve. I can't remember what it was originally, but the story is interesting for so many reasons. Number one, because, you know, she was a female owner starting a, a female magazine that really set out to break the stereotypes of what, you know, a lot of people thought a lesbian was at that time. But what's fascinating about it is, it's not just about gay rights. Or it's not just about gay empowerment. It's about a woman in business. It's about the changes that have ha- they follow her through today. And think about it. Who reads a magazine today? Do you read any magazines? Do magazines still come to your home? No one gets magazines anymore. So it follows the magazine over decades to watch what happens to the magazine and some of the mistakes that she makes in business. I mean, even if you set aside the story of how she had such a huge impact on the gay community. Even if you just set that aside, the story is fascinating just to see how in-depth they go into some of the big mistakes that she made in business, how it had an impact on her, how her health affected the business. I mean, it's really fascinating. And then it takes it through current day where she is, she's facing the relevance of a magazine. Like, is there even a place for a physical magazine anymore. It doesn't need to be an online magazine. And then some of the controversy that exists in the gay community. So for me, it was educational because I didn't know that there was this conflict or there was this, I guess, controversy around the term lesbian and why certain parts of the community aren't okay with that word. And you get to hear the debate for lack of, and I'm going to get this, you know, hopefully I don't offend anybody, but like, you know, the old lesbians and then the the younger 20 and 30-year-olds who don't want to be called lesbians. They think of themselves as queer and they don't like the term. And then to actually, you know, you see footage of them in a room kind of like debating back and forth and explaining and opening up each other's minds as to, you know, why this term means something to this group and why it feels different to this group and their open dialogues back and forth. I found that very, very educational. I really enjoyed it. I found it so refreshing to hear two groups 
who didn't necessarily see eye to eye, disagreed with each other, but yet were willing to listen, to like really listen and ask questions to help to understand, you know, and and to to become a community. So the movie is it's about community, it's about business, it's about growth, it's about an era. I mean, it's just it's a lot. I think it's great. So ahead of the curve, and that is on Apple, or you can find that on Amazon Prime. Okay, these last two I have not finished. I've just started both of them, so I'm just going to mention them briefly. The first one is Menudo, Forever Young. It's a deep dive into the rise and fall of the band Menudo. Remember Menudo? I mean, it just seeing all the pictures and the videos, like I found that super interesting. But again, sadly to say, this is another documentary about childhood sexual abuse. Yes, like it's just... All these documentaries getting made, it makes me wonder if the statistics that we hear about the number of men and women who are victims of, or who were, I shouldn't say victims, who are survivors of childhood sexual abuse, the numbers are way off. And I think they have to be way off. I think the numbers have to be so much higher than what we realize because It just seems so prevalent. And especially if the average age when someone actually identifies as a a survivor is for men in their 50s, the numbers have to be so much higher than what we think they are. Anyways, this is the story of the ultimate boy band, right? It was a boy band managed by Eduardo Diaz. And he he was a predator. He recruited or preyed on, I would say, young boys who had a certain look had a lot of talent and came from families who needed their young sons to take whatever contract was offered to them. Here was an opportunity for many of these boys who were in a, you know from families of poverty and this kid ended up becoming the family's only hope, like their ticket out. Yet these boys were overworked. Many of them were like underpaid if ever paid. They just had horrific working conditions, and many of them were sexually abused. And there's a lot of fascinating twists in here. In fact, you know who was once a member of Menudo is Ricky Martin. Now, I don't know if he tells his story in this because I haven't finished it, but it's very interesting, and and it's sad, and it's disgusting, and it makes you, gosh, it just makes you realize, again, how parents and communities have to realize We are the first line of defense. We're the ones that get groomed first. Successful predators, pedophiles, they are the most likable, well-respected, the kind of person in the community that you would say, they would never do anything like that. Are you kidding me? They would never. They've got a reputation. Everyone knows them and trusts them. So-and-so's known them for years. Those are the people who you cannot trust. (laughs) The ones that everyone says they're so likable. Everyone knows them. They're upstanding in the community. They often have a lot of financial wealth. And it's easy for them to exploit. And that's exactly what this man did. Again, I'm, I'm not all the way through it. It's only four episodes long. And I will tell you that there are a lot of subtitles. I also can tell you that it's a sad one. I mean, these kids were financially and sexually exploited. And fame itself is an exploitation. I mean, should young children be famous? I've got a lot of opinions on that. I will save that for another episode. 
Okay, and the last one I have for you is completely different from all the rest. It's a, I guess you would call it, it's a series, but it's an action series. It's not a docu-series. It could be a movie, but it's not. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's called The Terminal List. And it's based on the novel by Jack Carr, who's an ex-Navy SEAL sniper turned author. This series stars Chris Pratt. I freaking love him. So if you freaking love Chris Pratt, you're gonna, you know, then you kind of have to watch this, right? But I think his acting is so spot on, especially because we were just in Italy spending time with Pat Sweeney, who is, you know, family member and army ranger working with NATO at the moment. And like just the way Chris speaks and his mannerisms, it just so reminds me of, of Pat and you know, being around people in the military and special ops. And so it's one of those series where every single episode has you hanging on the edge of your seat. You really have to pay attention, especially if you have ADHD. There's going to be parts where you're like scratching your head. And if you're like me, I'm asking Brett like 500 questions like, wait a second, is he daydreaming? Is this really happening? Is he hallucinating? He's like, I don't know. I'm watching it with you. We just started it, but it's very intense. It's very emotional. It's believable. It's super entertaining. And if you're looking for something that isn't, you know, a little escapism, this might just be the ticket. All right. I hope this list gives you plenty of good things to watch for July. As always, I really appreciate when you guys let me know if I've missed something, then I'll add it to my list for the next time I do a What to Watch. Sometimes I update this in the middle of the month on my Instagram stories. Make sure you're following me on Instagram, y'all. I don't know what you're doing if you're not at Shalene Johnson on Instagram. Don't forget that you can join Patreon for as little as $5 and get all the episodes without any ads, plus all the additional episodes, all my back personal stories, some stuff that I just feel is a little too private to put on the podcast. You can join Patreon and support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. And of course, if you are a Patreon member, I love it when you leave your comments inside the Patreon app. That's a smaller community where we get to connect. And in the meantime, please be safe this 4th of July. Thank you for your patience, your kindness, and all of your sweet comments while Brett and I were enjoying the most amazing 30 days of our lives. I know you guys are probably like sick of hearing about it. I don't know, but ah, we're just getting back to ourselves. We came home, both of us, a little under the weather, but both of us feeling much better. Thank you for your prayers. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing, If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands, you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making. 
but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers. You're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset and you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you. And Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband, so I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things. He really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down. Break that down for me. Draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. You made it to the end of the show, which means you loved it, right? So don't forget to subscribe to keep up with the newest episodes. The Shalene Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. We would be truly grateful if you left a five-star review and told us specifically which episode you enjoyed and why. The Shalene Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But don't worry, we got Tuesdays and Thursdays covered too with Build Your Tribe, Shalene's other podcast, which she happens to co-host with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media growth, and marketing, devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. So make sure you're subscribed to Build Your Tribe and following along. If you'd like to hear Shalene get real personal with stuff that isn't exactly appropriate for the public podcast, then be sure to check out her Patreon, where she spills all the tea. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.